Podcast time. That's right. Benford Tools is proud to present a home improvement podcast. My name is Adam Yule and my co-host Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Adam, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? Good. You know, it's a longer layoff from conversations between us, so I was missing you this morning. I was making sure we were were recording. I didn't want you to bail on me like you usually do. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, (laughs) I wish I could say the feeling was mutual. Just kidding. Just kidding. It was. I've been thinking about Mm. you every stinking day. Mostly in in relation to when are you going to start editing the writing I sent you? (laughs) Two days ago. Uh, I'll have you know I did look at it, and I have some thoughts on on line spacing, but we'll get there. Okay, cool. Should we hash that out on air? Probably. People like hearing about line spacing, right? It's one of the more sexy topics of the day. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's what's up. Um, Yeah. You also, you recently gave me feedback on Space Force. And I'm I'm glad to know I'm not like crazy. Oh hey, I finished it. I'm done. Oh good. Was it still? I think you initially said it was like a B minus. Is it still a B minus? Is it a C minus? Okay, it's good that you're asking me this because I was thinking about whether or not my grade changed, and I would say that it remained at a B minus throughout. Um, Ups and downs type of thing. Yeah, I mean this is a Space Force podcast, so let's settle in, dive deep. Um, <laughs> what are my thoughts on it? It's like. I think the best thing it has going for it is that it's about 25 to 30 minutes. So, like... It's a good length, that's yeah, for that sure. Yeah, that worked for me. And I think, like, the... I think we finished... We watched, like, five uh, when we got back from Houghton Lake because we were just kind of tired and, I don't know, just sort of an easy binge. Um, mm-hmm. It is never, like, super funny... But there are enough jokes throughout and kind of amusing things happening that it that it kind of just keeps you going. Um, there's also I feel like every once in a while too, there's something that's super funny. I I guess I didn't feel that way, but yeah. I there's definitely a lot of clunkers in there. Like it's a, it's a high <laughs> shot rate. Like they're they're trying a lot of different things, and some of them work, some of them don't. Um, really like John Malkovich a lot. Yeah, he's, he's the best. He's probably in the that best one. So Steve Carell is good. But it's a little bit different, uh, and it's it's a real deep roster of, uh, of the stuff that I don't like. The daughter, they never figure that out. That's pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, I, li- I feel like the most uneven character is Ben Schwartz's character. That's the Ben like, Schwartz so- problem. Like he is so funny in real life, and like he's so good at improv. He has that show on Netflix where he does improv. He's yeah. the best. But like his, in my in my opinion, the performances he gives and like. Like, his casting is just so, so annoying. Like, I could not stand Jean Ralphio. Like, I can't stand oh, this I grew, guy. Oh, I grew to love Jean Ralphio. I never got there. I just find his stuff <laughs> so annoying. I think he's so funny in real life. But, yeah, that character is, like... There's like Sometimes a, he he's, like, some cool. Good Other times he's, yeah, he's yeah. awful. Did you so. finish it or no? I did finish it, yeah. Okay, my, I guess I could say it. My, my main beef is uh, I think they should have divulged why Lisa Kudrow's in jail. Like they, I wondered for so long. I've at least at the very end, right? They purposely like didn't. Point? They purposely didn't do it. Um, 
I read online, but like this is a show that I don't know. It might not get a second season. So <laughs> I don't know. With the way that people spend money nowadays, uh, that's Netflix true. is probably just gonna go for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm guess. sure. I'm sure they have good ratings. Like every time you yeah. log in, it says like trending or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't pretend to know that uh, how many people are watching it, but yeah, it um, probably wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. But it was good enough to enjoy, and uh, certainly an open-ended finale. So uh, I hope they yeah get, they can do anything. I with hope that, they I get guess. the opportunity to, to keep going. I will keep watching. So mm. all right, yeah. there's Space Force. There's Space you Force. Know, I also watched Mash last night. Should I talk about that? No, I'm just kidding. My one of my mom's very favorite all-time shows. It was the movie, actually, Jordan. Oh wow! I don't know if I've actually seen one episode of Mash. I can't say that I've ever watched a whole episode of Mash. Um, I love Alan Alda, so I probably should get into that it. That is true. It is, and it's iconic. It's so. iconic. The movie. Uh, I, I talked about movies like we talked about five movies last week, so we probably don't <laughs> need to talk about what I've been watching. But um, I did watch the movie, and it was six out of ten. So. All right. Well, uh, everything for Adam is coming up six out of ten lately. <laughs> That's true. Space Force also six out of ten, probably. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what. I'll tell you what's not six out of ten. This Milwaukee weather, baby, it's so nice. Oh, <laughs> oh great! Shows that people probably aren't watching with us to weather in places this where people Milwaukee don't live. Milwaukee weather is great. Um, no, things are things are good. Uh, hanging in there, feeling a little bit better from the last time around. So mm, that's uh, what I like to hear. Happy to be talking home improvement. With one of my number one pals. What one else of you, my number one what pals. What else you got huh? for me? What else do you want to talk to me about before we get in the episode? I was going to tell you something interesting. I, you know, I have the DVDs for this season. Go, right, for go the on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so this last episode, episode seven, I forget even what it was about now. Uh, well, not ju- so great, Scott. It's about... Not so oh, great. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So... That that was the end of the first disc, so I put in the second disc, and uh, that means we're twenty five percent of the way through season eight. Okay, wow, that is so seventy five. Wow, that is wild. It's a four disker. It is. It, you know, I could. I would have guessed it was a four disker. That's a lot of the other ones are three diskers. This, this one's is a four disker. disker. Well, you got that three part finale. You know, <sighs> is it three? Two or three? What's the sque- <laughs> What's the squealing squeaking in your background? What do you got going on there? Well, that's uh, remember uh, what was his name, Sir Porky or something? <laughs> I don't remember. Tell me more. <laughs> From a Christmas Prince? Do you not remember the pig? No, I don't. I don't remember a lick of that. <laughs> that was one of the best episodes we've ever done. You know, a Christmas Prince. If you've got squeaky hinges on your door, here's a life hack: WD forty. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where my whole improvement. Uh, actual it's on my chair, actually. I've been okay. trying to adjust it, and it's just squeaky. Okay. So, All right. Maybe I'm just going to stand the rest of the episode. Standing desk, standing... I've heard standing podcasting is kind of the new trend, so... Mm. What do you know about Meet Me in St. Louis? The uh, movie? 1944 film. I just... Judy Garland? It was just on... We just uh, started a trial of Watch T or AT&T TV or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it yeah. is. It's like 15 bucks a month, and it has... All of Andrea's favorite channels, like Hallmark <laughs> and HGTV and Food Network. But it also has TCM, which is pretty rare for like those budget streaming We're options. We're rolling into St. Louis, Missouri, where I know a guy that's got ribs that are to die for. Um, I What do I know about Meet Me in St. Louis? 
Kirsten has seen it and likes it, and she's. I remember she said last Christmas. I think it's a Christmas movie. It has some Christmas stuff in okay. there for sure. It's like a seasonal thing, almost like you know how La La Land goes through seasons. I do know like that. Yeah. Uh, almost like It's a Wonderful Life goes through seasons, more mm. or less, right? I mean, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Um, so that kind of kills that conversation, <laughs> but I'd like to. Well, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't know if you would love it. It's it's pretty musical, which I don't necessarily love, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, you know, turn of the century stuff. Isn't I like there a the big Christmas stuff. song that came out of that? Uh, yeah. I'll be, isn't it like I'll be home for Christmas that's, or something? That's no, a, that's not right. <laughs> that's a big one. Uh, <laughs> I believe it was... We uh, wish you a Merry Christmas, Jingle Bells? Yeah, oh, I'm just gonna I think one. it was Hark the Herald. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Silent Night? Yeah, it was It was one of those good ones. It's Christmas in June, baby. Uh, yeah, I know that baseball teams will often do like, at Comerica Park they used to do Christmas in July. This is kind of our tribute to that. <laughs> very impromptu yeah uh, uh anyway that's cool. what i watched lately and uh cool enjoyed it again for the second time seen it twice i can think of a lot of movies you haven't seen once but it's good <laughs> you can take that one in twice well you, you just have to kind of catch me in the right mood catch me if you that's the problem <laughs> catch you if i can uh you know i'll tell you what i caught was uh this episode <laughs> of home improvement called tim's first car should we get into it episode 184 can you believe it? Written by freaking felt like it. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Kim Flag. Um, is this the first? That, no, this is one of two for her. Yeah, this is the, her first on the say, show. I she has another not, one later. Not heard that name before. Kim, Fla- it is funny because I can recognize the writers' names. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what happens when you watch 184 episodes. Um, Four writing credits to Kim's name. She's done some Last Man Standing, um, but she's mostly like, seems like she's behind the scenes, because I did a little bit more digging on Kim Flagg, mm-hmm. and she has professionally collaborated with Tim Allen over the last 15 years as a ghostwriter, comedy writer, speech writer. She worked with him on his two books, Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man, I'm Not Really Here, and developed two pilot sitcoms um, while working, heading up television development for his company boxing cat productions so it seems like they're linked hmm. you know it's interesting that was kind of so kind of always behind the scenes like she doesn't have a very robust imdb profile for all the stuff she's doing but uh she co-wrote this one with david maples who last did futile attraction where heidi and al get it on kind of well that episode stinks so <laughs> well you love this one and this one was aired november 10th 1998 Okay. Um, yeah. Oh man. Did you see that they re- did you see that they recycled this into a Last Man Standing episode? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised by <laughs> no, that at me all. Either. I wonder how often that happens. I don't watch enough Last Man Standing to see if they do that a lot, but I bet it's happened more than just this one time. At least certain plot points. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm looking at my alternative titles. I haven't looked at them in a couple of days. Yeah. They are horrendous. Yeah, I think this is a case where I definitely lowered myself to the material. <laughs> for sure inf- I do have, infected I do have you. five but yeah they suck alright well I think yeah I see four commas here so that's where I'm at okay yeah uh, let me start then if you don't mind I don't okay uh, here we go the corveyor betrayer <laughs> I have a corveyor one as well the corveyor is out of hair 
Explain that one to me. Uh, the Corvair gets crushed. Is is oh? Did you say out of air or out of hair? Out of hair, which is supposed to be here, but you had to make it rhyme. So. Oh, Jordan, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty illogical. <laughs> I hope I hope it's up from there. Uh, that's what I would call poetic license. That is what I would call confusing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Zaza Gaboring. I thought you were gonna go with a Zaza Pachulia joke. No, that's that's a that's a reference to my feelings on this episode. Gaboring. All right, I wrote coming to a campus near you. Okay, Brad. I was, I watched this last <laughs> night and I don't remember a ton of it. It doesn't bode well. Okay. I think you were just writing for the trailer to keep going. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> You're like, I'm hooked. Keep going. In a world where a high schooler wants to play college soccer. Um, <laughs> da, 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 da. Larry the crappy car guy. It's supposed to be like a Larry the cable guy thing. If you got to explain it, it ain't working, right? <laughs> What about when a car isn't just a car? That's good. Okay. Here's one. The Junkyard Dog. D-A-W-G. <laughs> you didn't have to spell it. I know what you were doing. Just making sure. Uh, Snuggles. I have one more. MVP? Snuggles? I got one more, too. Okay. Yeah, Snuggles, you the real MVP. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. Feels like something you maybe have done before, but... No, it's just a popular phrase. Oh, I've just heard it before. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. I mean, often you don't know these phrases. That so. that one I've that one I'm familiar with. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the only one I feel that good about. Okay. Which means you probably won't like it, but <laughs> physician, Healy thyself. What? Okay. So like, there is a, perhaps there's a saying that you don't know. Uh, physician, heal thyself. So I just change it to I've heal. never heard that. Well, hey, guess the shoe's on the other foot. I guess. Is there a doctor in this episode? Healy. The car. Yeah, I, I get the Austin Healy part. That she got rid of. I wondered if there was a doctor reference okay, as well. Okay, it's like... Is there a doctor in the house? She gets rid of the Healy in an attempt to make a situation better. So she's kind of like healing the situation. I don't know, man. <laughs> It's episode 184. We're all just This is what This is why I missed best. you. I think You never heard the saying physician heal thyself? I actually haven't. Interesting. Okay. I'm not sure what context it's used in, but I know it's a saying. Mm. Well, we're not going to do any more research on Mm-mm. it, but hopefully one of our one of our listeners will let us know. Please. What we're going to Please. You're pleading. Tool time on location. We're at a junkyard. We're at Hernando's junkyard. Ever been? Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> couple times. <laughs> Can't say I have, but Larry now heads up the place. I guess Hernando passed away. Some jokes about how he was like buried in an ashtray nearby. Not very good. T- Tim used to hang out here all the time, so this is a junkyard he knows really well. And somehow... I mean, assuming he went here, let's say, like, 20 years ago, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago, the dog uh, is still there from his youth, basically, so Snuggles is ancient. Yeah. He he still doesn't love Tim, though. Uh, We learned that Larry is an organized fella. He can basically tell you where any car part is in the whole junkyard. I don't know. What do you think about Larry here? You like him? Uh, No, I didn't like Larry... 
um, at all. I didn't like this scene <laughs> at all. Uh, I'll give you a bio on Larry. How about that? Yeah, you might as well. Larry's played by Dennis Berkeley. Uh, sadly passed away in 2013 at the age of 67. Uh, how many credits to his name? 136. That's a lot. Unbelievable. Um, best known for films Hollywood Homicide, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, Tin Cup, and No Way Out. Um, wow. Did uh, the voice of Principal Moss on 36 episodes of King of the Hill. Um, my name is Earl appearances before he passed away also playing a junkyard owner so this was kind of this was kind of <laughs> what he liked to do there's a lot of work here um fresh prince of bel-air yeah i think he i think he carved out a lot of work for himself uh in this no i don't really like him a ton but it's the writing mostly i think he probably is a, a fine junkyard owner <laughs> in terms of an actor <laughs> I mean, he's so good that he got to do another one in a different show, so... Yeah, I don't really like to criticize people that have passed away at kind of a young age, so he's fine. <laughs> uh, Larry takes Tim and Al and Heidi over to a car crusher. You take a car down to about 12 inches, which is not something we see later in the show. We see something quite different. Right. They look take a look at like future cars that are going to be crushed, and Tim finds his old Corvair. Mm-hmm. And right then and there, he has to decide if he wants to buy the car or not, because Larry can't guarantee how long it's going to be there. Larry should and then, Larry should be able to, though, right? Like, wouldn't that be just kind of easy? Y- yeah. Yeah. He's just like, hey, uh, I'll put a tag on this one. That means don't touch it. Yeah, right. I don't know. Snuggles pops up at the end, and I was wondering if he was kind of, like, giving some support to Tim. I don't know. He doesn't look that angry. Does Snuggles fake talk, or is that just like a, I don't know. I felt like as the scene was ending, they like inserted like a Snuggles sound effect. Did you get that at all? Yeah, it seems like they did like a cutscene type of thing. You yeah. Know? Like in those episodes where there's like ghosts that pop up. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Okay. Are you done talking about this? Only if you want me to be. I'll keep going. <laughs> no, I don't have anything else. What could I possibly say besides that? Uh, I have a couple things to add. Uh, Tim does a weird, uh, like racist Asian impression at the beginning of the scene, but I didn't. What does he say? Oh, he's talking. But he what? was talking about. I don't junk- even know the joke. Oh, well, I don't- he's talking about old like ships that are called junkers. Yeah, so that was bad. Um, is that racist? He does an Asian, like the oh, the he voice does like an accent like, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, the voice is like what you would. Well, yeah, the caricature. Um, yeah, not great. No, everything is computerized. Larry doesn't need one. Uh, one the you know I think this is a really really bad opening scene. Like I didn't get anything out of this. I wondered in the moment if it was one of the worst ones I'd ever seen. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm feeling that strongly now, but I did like, and this is as a WMU grad, that Tim recognizes a WMU parking sticker <laughs> in his. Uh, <laughs> bless, bless you! Wow. <laughs> did you put your mouth around the mic as you did that, or <laughs> I actually turned away? That was loud. Uh, I liked the WMU parking sticker in Tim's car because I had one of those in my car. Do you still have it? No, <laughs> that was like, yeah, a long time ago, ten, twelve years. <laughs> How old are you, Adam? Thirty. Reborn. Thirty. <laughs> Thirty years old. <laughs> well, that is good. It's always good when you get to call back of college. Did it send you down memory lane? Mm-hmm. 
where, where you used to park at WMU? Extremely briefly. I, then I thought of all the parking tickets that I got there, and I tried to think of th- something else. So. It seems like it's a thing on college campuses. I tell you that, what, yeah, uh, they, I think they, I think they really cash in on like lazy college kids that don't read signs or don't follow the rules. I feel like I've got so many parking tickets in college. Yeah, it's it's not great. Right. That was the thing Michigan State was all about as well. You want to take the next scene? Yeah. Did you think that first scene was really bad? Not as bad as you did. Actually. Okay. What did you like about it? I don't know that I liked anything, but I I have this feeling now that I go in with such low expectations that it's really hard to make me be like, oh, that was the worst thing in the world. I'd like to be more like that. Okay. Yeah, it's a good way to live life, I'll tell you that. Next scene, home. Uh... Mark is videotaping his mother. He's on week oh, week man. four of his suburban family shoot. Jill's studying, and he's just kind of taking shots at her, like calling her pathetic and stuff for like trying to go back to school. Man, I don't care. Mark has really turned into, I don't know. He's just kind of mean. That way it was in this episode. It was mean, and also like I don't know. Like, what's he making fun of? Initiative or like like she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna have a great job when she's done. Mark, you're just like some. When she's done, it's been eight seasons. <laughs> that's the joke he should have made that's true yeah he's like <laughs> he's like wasn't this supposed to be a two-year degree you take your time um <sighs> brad comes home from soccer practice uh he jill mentions an app for uh, application for the university of pennsylvania they're really cycling through these colleges uh first it was for, north carolina, north carolina then, then ucla yes, then university of pennsylvania um He's just trying to put feelers out everywhere. He's a sought-after student. Good choice, I guess. Um, a lot of guys on the team are doing like video applications, um, which I couldn't tell if if it was meant to be different than like a highlight reel because that would be essential, I would think, for a, a college scholarship. But um, I, I guess it's it's different in so much as they're doing like video interviews. So Brad wants to do his own version of that. Uh, Jill's got a bright idea. Uh, got this little little videographer in the house with uh, not mm. much to do hey yes perfect marriage. put him to work perfect marriage mark's gonna do it for him um and this is i kind of was uh, at first i appreciated this because last week or i can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago we were talking about like things they could have mark do well this is definitely a thing to have him do doesn't work out real well but at least it's something um tim comes home uh, from the junkyard, he got Jill a present. This is the Jaja Gabor perfume, I think. Um, she knows immediately he wants another car. It's only $165, but uh, to restore it, you know, you need to have space, you need to have more time, you need to have money, etc. And Jill says, we just can't afford it. Mm, yeah, she starts, she starts asking the practical questions, and Tim doesn't want to hear it. And then he I did. You mentioned that he says that it's his first car to her at all. Uh, I did not mention that, but he does say it not right away, but uh, he, right he, towards the end. Yeah. And then she's just like, uh, "We have other money making or money costing priorities, basically." So shut down. I mean, is this uh, is this upper middle class or what is this? <laughs> this is the first time I've heard them reference like money concerns in a long time not having enough yeah, yeah it's because they're supporting randy in costa rica that's true <laughs> that's true yeah he's got his npr subscription is uh not inexpensive and they can see that brad's not gonna get a scholarship it, because he's it a goof is starting to seem that way yeah little by little <laughs> the colleges are i mean i don't know about university of pennsylvania if that's even 
It's an Ivy League school. Okay, Penn. it is. All right. That, oh, that's yeah. Penn. I guess that would be Penn. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, Brad. <laughs> Again, I don't know why we're not considering like Saginaw Valley State University or something like that. But yeah, he could still get a free education, but he's got his sights on bigger things. Yeah. Later, Mark is working on setting up the video. He's got like a bunch of trophies on the table. We see Brad's hardware. Yeah. Seems like he's pretty successful. Brad comes down with. I don't know really how to describe it. I guess over-gelled hair. Yeah. It looks it looks bad. And uh, they're talking about, okay, what are you going to say in the video? What's your application going to be like? And Brad says, don't worry, I'll wing it. Mm-hmm. And he starts out with, yo, 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 I'm Brad, I'm bad, and this is my pad. Yep. And I loved it. Oh, you like that. Okay. I-, I thought this was a good moment. I thought it was pretty funny. Man. I, I, like, st- I like when Brad does stupid stuff like this. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, it it calls back to the right stuff episode, you know. What the yo, the hey yo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the Brad persona. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. Jill comes in, and he like kind of grabs her into the video. Mm-hmm. I always make time for my main mom. Mm-hmm. Does that mean he has m- several moms? It's confusing. Yeah. But Jill, Jill is like this kind of sucks right away. Mm-hmm. Tim comes in, shares about his car. And that it got crushed, or is that what happened? Not yet. Or just shares why he wants the car. Yeah, he's not, he's not, allowed, to my get, notes he's are not allowed to get I it. Just, that's the problem. Okay, yeah. that's it. He's just he's complaining more about the car. Yep. That's it. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you don't like, yo, 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 I'm Brad, I'm bad, this is my pad. No, I didn't. Uh, okay. Why didn't I? I don't know, it just seems stupid. <laughs> Your expectations are too high, man. I don't think they are. I. I don't know. I think, like... Yeah, I don't know. So maybe you know, maybe it's a situation where I just wasn't in the right mood. But uh, I honestly, I'll say this now: I don't think I laughed at a single line in this episode. Mm. I, I just didn't. I didn't get much out of it. I I think that uh, this episode makes not not so great Scott look like Citizen Kane. If I'm being honest. <laughs> Next scene. What an endorsement for not so great Scott. <laughs> uh, next scene. Fence. Well, hey, you know, I guess we gotta play a clip. I mean, come on. We oughta. Hey, Wilson. Well, top of the morning to you, Taylor Lass. What are you doing there? Oh, some friends of mine from Ireland are getting married. I'm building them a wedding arch. It's really beautiful. Well, thank you very much. So, how are things over in Taylorville? Ah, well, for starters, Tim got me a Gabor Sisters beauty sampler. Ah, he bought another car, huh? He's pushing for it. He found a shell in a junkyard, and he doesn't have the time or the money to spend on it, and we have no place to store it, but just because it's his first car, he thinks it's this really big deal. No, wait, whoa, 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 just a second. Tim found his first car. Apparently, you think it's a big deal, too? Yeah, I would kill for my first car. You know, it was a little Morris Minor. I'll never forget it. Gosh, I miss it. Keep a picture of it in your wallet. Mm. What is the deal with men in their first cars? Well, Jill, sometimes in our society, a young man's self-image is defined by his first automobile. No, you're saying that men define who they are as human beings by four wheels and an engine? Don't you think that's kind of shallow? No, I don't think so. Oh, of course you don't. You're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first car represents freedom and independence. I tell you, there's nothing more exhilarating for a young man they're getting behind the wheel of the car, revving up that engine, racing off to his first Mozart festival. 
Well, maybe that's just me. I don't get it. I just, I guess it's just because I was never emotionally attached to a car. Well, Jill, have you ever had any rite of passage that showed your independence? Yeah, when I moved out of my parents' house and got my own apartment. Ah. That was so cute. <laughs> I had these Doobie Brothers posters plastered all over the walls. <laughs> and this water bed that would slosh whenever I was... <laughs> did I mention the Doobie Brothers posters? Uh, yes, you did. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that, that to Tim, this is way more than a rusted hunk of metal. Yes, just think of it as your apartment without the sloshing. <laughs> Wilson built a wedding arch for his friends in Ireland. How come you didn't ask me to build you a wedding arch? I'd have done it. I was just going to ask you what's taking you so long. <laughs> to build a wedding arch? Yeah, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> to get under a wedding arch. Oh, no. You're, you're going there, huh? You know, it's so funny. I, I, no, one, no one brings that up to me ever, so it's, it's, it's good that you would uh, Oh, that's a ask. bummer that happens to you. It does, yeah. Um, Did that happen a lot at Houghton Lake? No. You want to, you want to talk about it? On it air? didn't happen a lot, but it's just like <laughs> it's a it's certainly it's always in the air for you, isn't it's it? It's always close. It's always it's close. It's like a vulture circling you. I with have the dead to carcass. take control of conversations to sort of veer away from that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's I guess you hit a certain age, and that's that's the expectation. Um, yeah, so wedding arches. I'd like to talk more about those instead. Uh, <laughs> car situation. Wilson, uh, Jill explains the car situation, the, the conundrum she faces with Tim. Uh, God forbid Jill... What a conundrum. Yeah, God forbid Jill ever just, like, say no to him. You know, like, <laughs> she feels so guilty because she told him no. It's like, eh, I don't know. Don't really ever do that. Uh, Wilson seems to really understand. You know, he knows the importance of a guy, of a guy's first car. We've certainly talked so, about our first cars uh, on the show, I believe. But I, I imagine we must have. Yeah, I mean, I guess because we are not, you know, gearheads, uh, I didn't really... Ha my car was not an identity for me. I'm guessing it wasn't the same for you. Or no, I'm guessing I, it was the same for you. Yeah, well, a couple things. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's, it's a surprise to me that Wilson has a picture of his car in his wallet. Yeah. I'll say that. Doesn't seem like he'd be that type of guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I liked my first car. But my first car, like, I don't know. I switched that out between that car and other cars so many times <laughs> because it had issues that maybe I just didn't get attached to it. Yeah. That's I don't fair. know. Okay. Um, I was a little disappointed. If you're going to do the Wilson picture of his car gag can't we see it like can't we get something visual out of that they could have had some fun photoshopping i don't know maybe he's like mm. maybe he's like parked got a car parked next to like the pyramids of egypt or something that would have been funny or he's like a flintstone car yeah oh that would have really been funny <laughs> <laughs> his car is like i don't know yeah i can't beat that that was good um uh. what else we got here uh da, 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 more uh, i was noticing you know this season maybe last season more instances of Jill confiding in Wilson at the fence than before. Yeah, yeah. Tim has had enough to say. There's nothing say, else got, for Tim. They're like, I don't really, we don't have any other ideas for that. Um, also, just the, 
every episode there is definitely some more sexual I mean, yeah, in this season than there ever has you're talking been. about sloshing uh sloshing baby jill uh wilson tries to draw parallels between jill's life and something that she was attached to early on and uh it was her first apartment you know so she was describing doobie brothers posters in a waterbed that sloshed when she dot 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 question mark <laughs> that's it it is it's it's graphic and then we get even more sloshing later so i think it's very graphic later do you think she as graphic as you can go do you think she had fish in it like that hotel and goofy movie goldfish (laughs) don't you dare taint my goofy movie memories okay hey man there's there's no sloshing in goofy movie that i'm aware of (laughs) i don't think so all right later mark is filming brad again we see just kind of the end uh where it sounds like brad is doing a little bit better and then he ends it with like hasta la vista baby he's pretty boastful here he can't get out of his own way jill comes in tim is distracting himself with cooking he's like chopping up some celery or something trying to keep his mind off of the car and jill unexpectedly comes up and says buy the car wilson's gonna store it for you yeah that was really fast (laughs) (laughs) this episode's weird because like i thought like that was the whole conflict and then it's we're like halfway through and she says yeah go ahead and get it And i'm thinking like where are we going with this and man was i pleasantly surprised yeah heads up here comes a curveball wow yeah uh okay yeah next also wilson storing the car that's pretty generous it is pretty generous you don't know how long it's going to take tim to do that probably a couple seasons at least based on (laughs) previous experiences from what we've seen of Wilson's garage, I don't think he can fit two cars in there. How many cars has Tim restored since the show started? Two or three? Three, I think. Okay, so this would be four. We had the first hot rod. We yeah. had the Healy. Yeah. I feel like we had one more. Eh, whatever. Who cares? Uh, next scene. <laughs> Ask a question without consequences. Uh, junkyard, we're back. Uh, no Larry this scene, correct? I don't think so. It's a very quick scene. Yeah, well, it's just Snuggles and Tim kind of uniting. and uh, It feels so good. Yeah, it was very satisfying. Snuggles is a... He's a basset hound. He's a... I like that kind of dog. It's a handsome dog. Um, yeah, the car goes through the crusher. It's it's bad timing. Uh, just just missed it just uh, a couple seconds earlier and probably could have prevented it, but... Uh, if you ask me, Larry's, like, pushing it through. I think Larry yeah. doesn't like Tim, yeah. Because, like, earlier he says... Uh, you better hurry up and like commit to this because I can't put your car, you know, uh, in an in an area where it won't get smashed. And then he just goes ahead and does it anyways. And so. Tim is like mocking him earlier, so he's, I would say he's got a motive. Oof, yeah, I would say so too. Uh, it doesn't get smashed down to like twelve inches, like you said. You know, just gets smashed like a regular car. That surprised me. You thought why would they th- do that? Oh, why did they say that? Like why? I mean. At one point in the show, they shrunk Tim and Al mm. down to fit inside, like, an engine. That was cool. Yeah. They, <laughs> it was cool. They couldn't figure out how to put this into, like, a small, you know, 12 by 12 or whatever. It would have been funny if they could have got the size of, like, a Rubik's Cube, and then Tim comes home, and Jill's like, did you get your car? And then he slams this hunk of metal on the table. Like, that's a good joke. Why don't they do that? Hmm. Man, I have so many better ideas than the writers this week. <laughs> go ahead all right back home with jill tim does not have a block or rubik's cube as you suggested but he does share what happened and he says i'm an idiot it's his own fault he should have just bought it whenever he was thinking about it uh 
okay, you didn't you didn't at least have a little smile here when she says like, "Do you want some tea?" and he's like, "No." And then he says or she says, "Do you want a brat?" and his eyebrows raise. Yeah, like I that? mean, it was okay. It was okay. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Car Crusher is a Binford. That's the irony. That was that's that's not bad either. I mean, you know, did I smirk at, at the Benford thing? That's what I, did you smirk? Is that all? I mean, what else do you expect? I How often have you like laughed out loud during this whole 184 episode run? Sometimes when it's not like you or me doing something stupid. I would say like I'm not a difficult laugh. I'm really not. So like I don't know. Usually a couple times an episode. I'll <laughs> That's go, why we make such great friends. I'll do something like this. Huh. Or. Huh. <laughs> Or <laughs> I didn't do that once in this one. Uh, Even in not so great Scott, I at least kind of went, huh, <laughs> so, you know. So. <laughs> Those are all from a soundboard, by the way. Ha ha ha! It sounds like it. It's We're pretty good. We're out to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, <laughs> where we got some cheese heads that know how to make heads of cheese. All right, uh, Brad comes down. Jill wonders what to do, and Brad gives a good idea. She says, I think Tim left at this point or something. Seems like it. Yeah, because otherwise this doesn't make a lot of sense in my notes. Brad says, buy an old car frame, and Jill enlists Brad to help unwillingly. So not only is Mark doing things for his mother that he doesn't want to do, now Brad has to, too. I like it when Brad is like, yeah, you could check the internet. (laughs) It doesn't really roll off the tongue. It's like, it's like you could check outer space, you know. As long as they stay out of snake chat, I think they're going to be fine. Ooh, snake chat. That's uh, that's one of my favorite places to be. You got to stay Mongoose, out of there. Mongoose 12. <laughs> Home. Working on finding the car, Brad and Jill at the table. Uh, they call the president of the Corveyor Club. Uh, Gunther. He's a German guy. Is that the joke here? Oh, a lot of them. Lots of yeah, jokes so here. Yeah, so they they hit it pretty hard. I didn't I didn't uh I didn't get any of them down, but uh he has something that they just might be interested in, and that's where the scene ends. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh, oh man, back on tool time. Benford is, you know, besides crushing cars and selling tools, they do good things like starting a program to get kids off the streets in restoring old cars before they go to the junker or to the junkyard. Uh, they provide the tools. You provide the cars. So they do a little uh, adopt-a-car phone bank marathon type thing. There's some bidding going on. The phone rings after they talk about one car. But then things slow down. And so Tim tries to up the ante a little bit. How about if you call now and you buy this car, you get lunch with the tool man. Crickets. Can you believe it, Adam? I was pretty surprised. Pretty surprised. They don't move right to Al. They move right to Heidi. And as soon as he mentions lunch with Heidi, phones just start lighting up. I'm sure Heidi really appreciated that. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. She answered the phone. That's true. Uh, After what she had going on with Scott, I think she's ready to go on a lunch date. Seriously. Yeah. Scott, I mean, he probably got her another owl pendant or something. (laughs) All right. Home. Uh... Tim comes in, he's kind of just, like, pissed because the garage door won't open, and he's, like, chewing Jill out. It's like He's had a rough day at work. I guess people didn't adopt that many cars. Like, like, take it easy, Tim. Uh, she says, hey, why don't you go check out the garage and see why it won't open? Well, Jordan, come to find out. Real surprising, <laughs> Jill got a 1966 Corvair 
in great condition. She bought wow. it. Nope, actually, she traded her Healy for it. Uh, oh my gosh. She got ripped, according to Tim. Tim's reaction is hard to read. At first, I thought, uh, you know, didn't like it. Then I thought he liked it. And then come to find out, he feels just sort of guilty, maybe. I, I couldn't really tell. Uh, Tim knows. I think, maybe, I, I think maybe he has mixed emotions, which makes it a good reaction. That is true, because I did just describe that. Mm-hmm. Tim knows Gunter. Uh, Who doesn't? He's the leader of the Corvair Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got to take it back. You know, he just he he wanted his car, not just mm-hmm. a Corvair. He he likes restoring it, having this nice car. You know, it just doesn't do it for him. But Jill, do you think someday you're gonna be like, boy, I don't remember what your first car is. I think it's a Grand Prix. Bonneville. Bonneville. You're going to be like, I want that 1990 Bonneville. And I'll be like, I want that 1994, uh, I don't even know what I had now, Pontiac something. Um, I mean, I liked my first car, but no. I <laughs> Go back and restore I it? I would be happy to drive the car I have right now for the rest of my life. If, if the car would allow for it, I would do that. Uh, what car do you have now, Adam? Uh, Chevy Cruze. Mm, what color? Black. What's the license plate number? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I got some things I want to spray paint on it. That's oh all. no! <laughs> Tagging my car? Uh, no, I don't care. About, I don't care about cars. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's uh yeah okay. So <laughs> Jill understands. She's very understanding. Um, this episode is like I don't know. It's just frustrating to me because she like says no. And then changes her mind. Really. No means no. No, it doesn't. In, in this episode, it does not mean no. It means check back in an hour. Uh, she after I talked to Wilson, she changes her mind, gets in the car. Then he's like, "I didn't. I don't want this." And then they got to take it back. I don't know. Just stupid. Imagine they they hop in the car before they return it to Gunter. Hopefully, Gunter takes it back. By the way, like I don't know. Some people wouldn't. Buyer beware. For real. Uh, they have an imaginary trip in the old car, and they relive some of their glory days. They saw an Omen and Exorcist double feature. That would be scary. Uh, that's a lot of that's that a sounds lot of horror. awful. It's a lot of horror. Um, and this is where we get that that patented home improvement uh, <laughs> thrust sexual uh, big sex <laughs> I think energy ending. <laughs> yeah, I think thrust is the right word. Yeah, they do some. They make some sloshing jokes. Well, so. he had his head buried in her chest the whole time. It, oh, that's right. And, said, yeah. and she says, "He says it wasn't because you were scared." And he says, "Yeah, because I I don't know who said what, but there's a joke about the sound <laughs> of music. He had his head buried in her chest then, uh, and then they sloshed. And he said the hills were alive. Uh, the hills were alive, and then they sloshed in her bed, aka, well, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so yeah, it's it's. So at this point, Adam and I are wondering to our moms. As eight-year-olds, you let us watch this filth? How dare you? Oh, I was watching way worse than this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was watching way worse than this. Um, go ahead, take that last take that last bit of this. All right, mind. we're going to see the finished product of Brad's uh, film, but only the end, so we're not actually going to see it. I wonder if it was this was the whole thing, kind of. It, well, yeah, the way they describe <laughs> it is, yeah, it's just like video. Ten seconds. Like, the, the highlight film, and then he's talking for about two seconds. So, Brad apparently gave many, many interviews, but Mark only used one line. Uh, Tim suggests he's got something else for Mark to do. To do a behind-the-scenes on Tool Time, and Mark burns him. He says he's not a magician. 
<laughs> and Tim says, if I was a magician, I'd make you disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to saw you in half for real this time. Real credits fade to black. Tim's first car, a.k.a. Uh, well, I seem to have lost all my alternative titles. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Oh, Physician Healy Thyself is another one as oh. well. Uh, mm. Yeah, Jordan, let's head on down to Castle's Corner. I'm going to let you talk uh, here in the beginning because I, I sense you got a little more out of this one than me. I mean, I don't imagine that I got a lot out of just this. Say I just say it. It's think... your favorite episode ever, okay? <laughs> I just have uh, lower standards at this point in the game, so I, I don't expect very much. My standards are not that high. This episode sucks. I will say what is interesting, you know, there's a lot of episodes we watch and I don't remember. I do remember at least Snuggles. I remember Snuggles. I seem to remember this junkyard stuff, oh. so I guess it made a lasting memory for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I but remember. I, I, can't I remember Larry, of course. You know. Do you actually remember this episode at all? Not at all. No. No. Okay. So yeah, that's that's weird to to know. I don't know why I remember this, but uh, yeah, Mark doing whatever. Not particularly interesting. At least they gave him something to do with the camera. Get him, you know, away from just like filming his camera and making snarky comments. I do like the Brad stupid hey yo character, so I always get a little bit of a chuckle out of that. Um, but as you talked about throughout the whole episode, it's like, is Jill really like mad to start with? And then how easy her feelings change around talking to Wilson's. I don't find Wilson keeping his car believable. And yes, it was a missed opportunity. Um, is this an interesting episode? I would say no. So yeah, it's not, it's not very good, but I don't know. What do you expect? Sorry, that's, that's where I'm at at this point. Is, are you, if there's like a mildly good episode, they're gonna it's gonna blow me it away. It sounded like you were standing at the edge of a cliff as you said all that in preparation to. Just Gunther sort of was Gunther was gonna push me over. <sighs> no, I didn't like this episode. Um, I'm not gonna give any highs because I didn't have any. Um, well, I should try to give one high. I suppose they... <laughs> You're just like Jill. You can't make a decision. I suppose Larry was well cast as a uh, junk I didn't mind junk Larry. Guy. He, I didn't mind him. Uh, Lowe's... I don't know. The Mark and Brad stuff... I, I didn't. I just didn't like it. I don't know. Like I just, If this is what you can do with Mark, I mean, this is what you can do with Mark, but it just isn't very good. And then, you know, I thought maybe we were going to see a little bit more in the conclusion, and it's just a real short video... Um, I didn't find the Brad stuff to be that funny. It wasn't like terrible, but I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I didn't get much out of it. Uh, Jill's, uh, I don't know her. I just didn't like the entire, the, the conceit of the episode. She says, no, the car gets demolished. She, cha- she changes her mind. The car gets demolished. She gets him a car. He says, it's just like, I don't know, annoying back and forth. Uh, what are we doing here? Wilson seen not good. Uh, Tool time segments, neither one offered me any any joy whatsoever. I would say that the telethon thing was I don't know, we kinda we didn't really touch on that, but that's pretty bad. Um just like there's no humor yeah. there. Um Gunther, German jokes, Corveyor, uh sloshing. You know, none of it's for me, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. You're not wrong. But I'm so. I'm hopeful for next week. <laughs> just wait till you hear the episode title yeah i'm excited i guess we ought to start the car and leave castle's corner and move on to the social media aspect of the show adam 
We got a new review. What? <laughs> Go ahead and read it. So this review comes to us from a Michael Leonick, maybe. I hope I, I said your name right, Michael. But uh, Michael gave us five stars, and he says, Great great podcast is the title, so you know this is going to be good. You know, I, I, that's, that's the best title, really. That's, you <laughs> it doesn't get any... You titled it any better, Michael. Good start. Well, I mean, if you're looking for titles on reviews, yeah, that, that kind of just grabs you right in. I'm right? in, yeah. Michael says, I started listening to this podcast at around episode 60, and then now on episode 116. Should we recommend that Michael goes back to episode 159? I was wondering about that. You know what? I'm so happy to have the review, uh, and, I, and I do know what Michael says here, and the words are kind, so as far as I'm concerned, he can do whatever he wants. I would say episodes <laughs> 1 through 40, you could skip. Maybe 40 through 60, we figure out what we're doing a little bit. I don't know. I know that 1 through, like, Probably twenty is the worst audio quality any podcast has ever had. Yeah, that's so. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Put I, it out I there. remember that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Michael continues. Both Adam and Jordan do a great job of keeping the podcast light and fun. If you're reading this review and haven't given this podcast a five star rating, along with a good written review, you should because they deserve it. Keep up the good work, Adam and Jordan. Best of luck with the remainder of this podcast and your other ventures as well. Thanks, Michael. You know, that's got to be one of the nicer reviews uh, we've ever gotten, I would say. Michael just seems like a genuine guy. I'll tell you what, Michael. uh, I appreciate that. Uh, And I would say, yeah, we love the written reviews. I'll even just take five stars, though. You know, either one one is good, but Michael's kind words were very, very appreciated. They were. Adam, what are your other ventures that he's wishing you best of luck in? Uh, Mostly like Bitcoin crypto stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about you uh, i don't think i have any you at still, this point years you're still pretty into like ventriloquism right <laughs> well it's you know we talk about like my bowling gags that i used to do yeah. this is something i'm added to the old repertoire yeah so nice cool 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 they can call me what was that jeff dunham yes he's, Je- my, he, he's, dunham. My, he's my mentor oh jeff yeah yeah i know you guys are peers <laughs> uh in regards to something else we got from a fan she wrote just a sweet email uh saying she was a new listener grew up with the show has been really enjoying listening to us and uh yeah home improvement means so much to her keeping it alive reliving her childhood all that kind of stuff makes it feel special uh and then angela she also asked us a very interesting question that we're gonna answer next episode on air so angela Thanks for writing that in, and uh, look forward to the answer. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good week when you can get two nice uh, messages from uh, listeners. We always like that. So it was. I uh, think people yeah. are starting to get sentimental because we're getting towards the end. I so. think that's. I think that you might be onto something. Uh, if you want, if you've ever wanted to write something nice to us, now's the time to do it because after the show's over, we're not going to come back on and read something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Adam might, but I'm not. <laughs> and adam probably wouldn't know how to do it the so. finale i could record it i just as far as getting it out there yeah it might be hard i would probably just reach out to people directly and send them like mp3 clips <laughs> yeah jordan have your email? i'm a freaking idiot i guess is that what you're saying this podcast might end sooner than uh, we thought oh no. you're all full of hot air no. i know that no uh yeah yeah, do say nice things to us because... Because um, <laughs> we can't say them to each other. Because we like it, yeah. 
Twitter time? Yeah, I mean, reach out to us on the Homan Podcast, or you can email us at homanpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Homan Podcast. So you can send your nice things our way there. Leave us a review like Michael did. And you can support us on patreon.com slash homanpodcast. We're going to be doing an episode on Galaxy Quest coming up real soon. Mm-hmm. Adam, now you can talk about Twitter. Yeah, one other thing. Um, we've been getting, uh, like, YouTube messages. You know, I'm not real, I'm not real good <laughs> on the YouTube stuff, Jordan. But uh, I believe it's a listener. Matthew Parlett has been uh, sending us. Yeah, yeah he did write something interesting. That's nice. Where were you on that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you would handle it because you answered it, which surprised me because you are not very good on the old YouTube stuff. There's a difference between being good and just not being interested. But when someone <laughs> when someone reaches out directly, I'm there. But uh, Matthew, keep uh, keep it up on the YouTube, and uh, maybe we'll address... Uh, you want me to read his comment real quick? Yeah, why don't you? All right. So Matthew wrote uh, in regards to Not So Great Scott, our last episode. He said, enjoyed the episode, guys, and definitely an odd episode, which is kind of a conclusion we came to there. So, ends really abruptly with quite the happy ending with no real conflict for some big issues in it. Wilson's stuff seemed odd, and it's not helpful, but Jill is surprised that she's a good listener when she's a psychologist. <laughs> was a jump for Matt as well. So, yeah, an episode full of big le- leaps, says Matt, and uh, sounds like he could host the show better than us. Uh, better than one of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was funny in that episode how Jill, Jill is like, you know what? I am good at listening. I should be a psychiatrist. Oh, no, wait. I, I'm trying to be one. That's right. For the last six years. That was, yeah, that was stupid. Um, but yeah, thanks, Matt, for reaching out. And, uh, you know, always nice to hear from a fan. All right, let's get to Twitter. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, polls this week. Uh, last two weeks, actually. Uh, which home improvement Halloween episode is best? I could only choose four, Jordan. Uh, so I had to whittle it down. 43 total votes. The options were Haunting of Taylor House, Crazy for You, I Was a Teenage Taylor, and Bewitched. What do you think won? Mm, so we came up with Crazy for You, if I recall. We did, yep. That was our favorite. Mm. But... What was what was the other one besides Haunting Taylor, Bewitched, and Crazy for You? I was a teenage Taylor. Oh, I don't think people like that one as much. I'm going to say Crazy for You. Coming in at 55.8%, Haunting of Taylor House. Wow, that's a landslide victory. Yeah, and it was pretty much from the get-go on this one, so people people like that. Uh, tied for second... Th- Go ahead. Do you think they just like the episode title better than the other ones? I mean, it is the best... Yeah, it's the best... Ep- yeah, that's a fair point. I was a teenage Taylor's pretty good too, but Haunting of Taylor House is, is the best title. You could be onto something, but we'll never know. Uh, <laughs> tied for second and third place, I was a teenage Taylor and Crazy for You, and in last place, Bewitched, eleven point six percent. The second and third had sixteen point three percent apiece as well. So landslide, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, this poll sucks, but I uh, still got twenty-seven <laughs> votes, so. I don't know. Wait, not gonna be too. Uh... Do you remember the days when we would get like thirteen votes for your crappy polls? Yeah, sometimes? we've ascended. We've ascended into a, a different, you know, stratosphere. Quite a stratosphere. stratosphere. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your heart out, grunt work. All right. Uh, <laughs> favorite fictitious Scott. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, what other possible poll could I have come up with last week? <laughs> 
right. Oh man. Twenty-seven total votes. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna go right into it. Fifty-five point six percent said Michael Scott. Uh, surprising no one. This surprised me. Twenty-five point nine percent said Heidi's hubby Scott. Eleven point one percent said Scott Evil. And then coming in at last place, they must have watched the last dance. Seven point four percent said Scotty Pippen. Wow. My order. Scott, Scotty was not happy with his portrayal in the documentary, and he's definitely not going to be happy with the results of that poll. Here's the thing, Scotty. I like you as a player, but you got to understand that you made some bad choices during your playing career, especially from a fan. You know, the context of a fan. So he's got to. I don't know. He's got to own that. But uh, seems like a nice. He seems like a nice. Dude, I think he's though. a nice person. Yeah. Uh, my my order would be Michael Scott, Scotty Pippen, Scott Evil, Heidi's Hobby Scott. Easy. That's the correct one. Okay, cool. Um, other than that, uh, not a ton from us on Twitter. So, yeah, I mean. Adam's been on vacay. I, I've been on vacay. I, I guess there was some, uh, eh, nah, not, not worth mentioning. So, yeah, that's it for Twitter. Thanks for uh, your interactions. Continue to follow us and vote in really good polls like that Scotty, Scotty poll. That was a good one. So Super good. Yeah. All right. Well, we've had lots of uh, fan interaction. We've had lots of fun this episode. Mm. So now it's time to look at next week's episode. Yeah. You ready for this? I am ready. It's called Mr. Likeable. Huh. Okay. I think I, think I know where this is going. So I am looking forward to it. All right. Perfect. Well, we're going to talk about it next Friday then. Isn't this the one where Mark is like crowned like mr universe or something (laughs) jk jordan it's been a pleasure talking to you listeners thank you for listening and i guess i should say take care take care everybody